Welcome. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Morning, everybody. Afternoon, evening, whenever you're deciding to listen to this, you are listening to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. This is episode 33. Because we're official, we're going to start saying the episode at the beginning. Oh, really? I am your host, Matt Olson. Next to me here is the very non-liciting, non-receptive Danny Oakstead. What? And to but the, hello. To the other side of me, the equally non-receptive Janky Boggle. Hey, I listen sometimes. Oh, man. For those of you that don't know, just to get this to this point of the podcast, big hassle. <laughs> You're lying. Don't listen to him. Tweet at us. We'll tell you the story. Please Because don't. we have news to jump to right away. Do we? Oh, we do. Are you sure we have news? Very much so. I don't oh. think we have news. Oh. Hey, hey JB. Danny, do we have news? Hey, JB. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? I don't even have to tweet back at you. You, ju- you just witnessed what I was having to deal with <laughs> five to ten minutes ago. Hey, we're just three schmucks in a room with upside down mics. Sure. <laughs> See, there you go. There's the podcast episode name. Boom. Plugged it for you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, can't not do that now. <laughs> well, what, what, if, what if the mics are the right way up? We're just upside down. Oh, mind blown. I don't know if you guys, th- don't worry, you guys, thinking, thinking about this. Since today is 421, we're recording. No, we're not high. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Promise you. Well, I mean inebriated maybe but (laughs) how this episode is going to be broken down is we're going to talk about some weekend event results then we're going to talk about bnr announcements what yeah jump into the the news of meat and potatoes talk about our weekly finance updates and then close off with deck of the week would that technically be the dessert then yes yes it would be finances of vegetables i'd say so and then deck of the week, ooh, bread pudding. Yes. Deck of the week is now referred to as bread pudding. Mmm, yum. You'll forget next week. Jameson bread pudding. Have you had that before? No. Oh, it's really good. There's a place in Fargo here called the Blarney Stone. Not sponsored. They have great bread pudding. Tell them to sponsor us. I'll eat their bread pudding all day long. <laughs> so last week, Aquaria came out. If you lived under a rock or didn't listen to our podcast... It came out, and it's a very well-received set so far. This weekend was one of the first weekends with the cards being in standard, and there's a standard challenge weekend that we're just going to talk about that had a few of the new cards. Right now, uh, Demir Flash went off with a 5-0 in a standard challenge, and that has the new Cunning Nightbonder, which is the hybrid blue-black, blue-black, 2-2 human rogue Flash Spells with flash you cast cost one less to cast and can't be countered. So, there's that. Companions was another thing that came out. And one of the big companion breakouts is Luris of the Dream Den. This card was showing up in three three decks in the challenge. All running them in the sideboard. The first one is Rakdos Sacrifice. The next deck that runs it is Mono Black Aggro. And then the last one is a Orzov Life Gain Sack deck. A couple of the other uh, companions and stuff that are, like, almost every deck aside from that Flash deck had a companion in it from the set. And we'll just leave it at that and post links in the description so you can go check them out because we don't want to be taking up too much time on this alone. <laughs> so we had some bands that we were going to talk about. Yes, we did. Sharknado? No. What? <laughs> Why not? I hate that card. No. It's no, play against that card. It's not fun. Anyway. It's stupid. JB, it's okay. No, I'm salty. They haven't They haven't banned Infect, so they'll never ban Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado so is be the quiet. dumbest thing ever. Anyway, back to our news. Fucking flashing in an 8-8 flying shark. Get out of here. Alright, so the BNR updates. We had a temporary band of guard, 
It's like Ghidra. Ghidra. Doom of Death. Ghidra. Ghidra. Oh my god. Ghidra. Garuda. Ghidra. Gyarados. No, not Magikarp. No, it's bigger than Magikarp. Looks scary like a Gyarados. Gyarados, you splash! Anyway. (laughs) We have a temporary band for MTG Online. It is due to the issue with Gerda Doom of the Deaths. Uh, we are temporarily banning it in Legacy. Players who have played, who have this card as part of the Legacy League deck will be removed from League and have their entry returned and be granted three packs of Arcaria within 40, 48 hours. This is from Magic Online's Twitter page. They're having a problem with Gerda's interaction with Leyline of the Void. It's not just Legacy that it's banned. It's also banned well, in Pioneer, Standard, Modern, and Vintage as well because all of that. they yes they updated their Twitter to include those ones as well. Those all all actually now all players will receive three packs of Akoria as long in, in addition to their entry fee into their league because of this broken they broke they broke the computer or they broke internet with it. Anyways, that's just a temporary ban. As for the actual ban bans, we now have a new band in Commander known as Flash. The mechanic? No. <laughs> it's the one blue, one colorless instance. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. If you do, sacrifice it unless you pay its ban cost reduced by up to two. Uh, this ban came from a heavy support from the C. EDH community um, because a lot of those players are playing Flash or some sort of Flash Hulk and who wants to play against a guy who has a massive 6-6 six, six guy off of turn 2? Nah, you ain't getting the 6-6 six, six guy off that. You sack the protein Hulk and then you're, well, getting, whatever. you're getting the infinite you, you combo. You tell me what the combo is. Okay, so you have Flash you cast Protein Hulk. You don't pay the cost to keep Protein Hulk on the field. Protein Hulk dies. You then search your library for six CMC worth of cards. And there's three cards. One of them is Thassa's Oracle. And there's another one that uh, for a zero activation cost, I can't remember what it's called, but it mills your deck. And then you have you you stack it right. Thassa's Oracle wins you the game. Again, why isn't Thassa's Oracle banned from everything yet? Shh. No, I have interest in this now. You stop that. <laughs> Also, as we talked about last week, Lutri, the spell chaser, has been banned immediately in, in, all, in all singleton formats because of that companion ability is broken. Everybody hating on the fluffy little otter. But yeah, that's that's our bans for the week. To piggyback off Lutri and stuff, the rules committee also had a Rule 11 update. Uh, rule 11 specifically says abilities which bring other cards you own from outside the game into the game, such as Living Wish, Spire, Spawn Sire of Ulamog, Karn the Great Creator, do not function in Commander. By changing the word to other, it doesn't affect companion cards because companion cards specifically refer to themselves. That's their workaround with that. So that's how you can have companions in Commander but not have a sideboard. That's what they're updated on Rule 11. Now we're going to jump into Meats and Potatoes. Okay, so this week's blogatog of the week is brought to you by Bunsen Burn. He asked, "Will Magic ever have a Wild West theme set?" Mark replied, "It's on the short list. This would be pretty sweet." I'm down for a Wild West Magic set. Oh, I'm totally down. I think it'd be super cool. We get some get some horses, get some rattlesnake creatures. So my yeah. question is, if they did do a Wild West themed set, who would be the planeswalker? Or what would their abilities be? Lily in a barmaid outfit. Oh, that's clearly going to be an altar. That's going to that's going to be the box topper. <laughs> There's fan servicing. <laughs> would it would it be from one of the existing planeswalkers, or would they create a new one? Well, of course they're going to create a new one, but they will have one of the existing ones back in there. Don't fool yourself. It'll be the Gatewatch going there. I was about to say, I want to see Garouk in that Wild West set. Dude, yes. Dress him up as Billy the Kid. <laughs> Spinning the axe around on his finger like a or, no, bring Oko back. Groot the bounty hunter. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Have Oko and Garouk and they can be fucking bandits. Poncho and Lefty. 
bandits. Ooh. I see what you did there. That'd be Oko Bandit. Yeah. Not Garuk. It'd just be Oko Bandit. Bandit of magic. I mean, he was a thief of crowns, so it's not a far stretch. He just created everything, turned everything into three, three elks. Yeah, now it'll just be horses. So as we jump into the news here, want to bring a very cheerful kind of highlight of the news to y'all first. That is, Wizards is hosting a Design a Magic the Gathering card at Wizards of the Coast HQ. It's called Design a Card for a Great Cause. This one is Wizards of the Coast teaming up with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and you have to make a donation to them going to omaze.com slash magic. Make a donation. Your name will get put into a raffle. And if your name's drawn, you can win the prize of going over to Wizards of the Coast when this COVID-19 stuff is done, touring the place, playing a set that has yet to be released of magic, and then creating your card. You get to hang out with Mark Rosewater all day. I think this is kind of a cool thing to do. If you follow the link in the description below, I'll bring up the website. Um, gives you a little article about what's happening. Uh, gives you a description of what you'd win if you were to win. So it's actually you and a friend. Ooh, and a friend. So it's you and one. Uh, you'll create your own magic card for an upcoming product with head designer Mark Rosewater and brainstorm its mechanics, creative, and balance. Just for you, but your friend could join the brainstorm. Uh, you score a behind-the-scenes tour of Wizard of the Coast HQ, meet the teams that build the planes of magic, and have lunch with the uh, Magic Design Studio. Play a top-secret game against world-class designers with an unreleased product. Uh, get flown out to Seattle and put up in a four-star hotel. Note this experience will be scheduled when both safe to travel and convenient for our partners. But, yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, Gives you different tiers of how many entries or how much you want to donate. And then you get so many entries for your donations. Uh, So, their $250 entry to win, just donate $25. Uh, you get, if you donate $10, you get 100 entries. $25 is $250. $50, you get 1000 So, it doubles it. And then if you go up to $100, you get 2,000 entries into this. Because really, it's it's a great, for the amount of money that you can donate, you get a pretty large size of entries. You also get a chance to make a Wild West Oko. Just saying. Oko will never come back. More, Oko is dead. More importantly to this, you're donating to a good cause. The oh Make- yeah, for sure. The Make-A-Wish Foundation is a very awesome uh, service that helps kids in uh, in hospital needs that they always get to do fun things. They make they help them do like fun things uh, on their wish. I think it's worth it to go give them twenty five bucks for the entries. Links in the description down below. From there, we're gonna hit the news quickies because I completely missed that. But the Make a Wish Foundation project that they're working on definitely worth it. But news quickies: we have Nerd Rage Gaming series are starting an MTGO Invitational. They're excited to build on it. Here's descriptions down below. But also with that, some of the not good news along with Nerd, the Nerd Rage Gaming series, it's not unexpected, but they will be suspending all paper tournaments until further notice. It's expected. And it's for the good of everyone's health. For sure. Even though we're all itching to play. Next in the quickies, we have a... Another secret lair drop. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Who'd have thunk it? So now my question is, are these going to be oversized? Nope. But before we get into that, let's tell them what they are. This secret layer set is a a basic land, one of each type. But what makes this special is that they're full art Japanese Godzilla style basic lands. Mm -hmm. See, that's why they need to be oversized cards. It would make sense. Godzilla's big. Flavor-wise, yes. Playability-wise, I think it's like three dollars or thirty bucks. Three dollars, not three dollars. Thirty dollars. Say like three dollars. I mean, that's accurate to what it's worth. Well, they're Japanese. Okay, so three fifty. Pricing will be around twenty nine ninety nine. Tree fitted. Yes, they are foil. Ooh, tree fitted. They look really cool. 
I, I, I think I might actually just buy this one. So, so these lands, back. it's Godzilla fighting another monster on each one of them. It's a different monster. The only thing is I can't find the one that's in the island. And I can't find the one that's in the forest. Because he's just wandering. I think he's so. lost. <clears throat> Last but the mountain, he's fighting a dragon. The plains, he's fighting some big creature that's bigger than him. It looks kind of weird. And then on... That's the plains. Well, that's swamp. Never mind. Swamp, he's fighting the big <laughs> swamp creature. In the plains, he's being followed by a giant moth. Yep. Mothra. Just so you guys remember, we're not big Godzilla fans. <gasps> Please forgive us. Speak we for don't. yourself. I love Godzilla, but I'm not going to spend fucking $30 on this shit. Correct, Danny, then. What were those things that you were fighting? It's been a while. Yeah, exactly. We're rusty, then, if that's the case. I am. I'm rusty. Next Plus, it's topic. all foggy and hidden and... Hey. Who knows? Next topic. No. Matt? Next in the quickies, with Arena, there is the free pack code. Yup, yup. Play Ikoria. You type that in, you get three free prep packs of Ikoria. Danny just did that before he started the show. Mm-hmm. He got three packs. That I did. Opened each one of them. I kind of had to. It was pretty good. I thought so. Go do that. Also on Arena, Arena Workshop is starting up here soon, uh, today. There are going to be two decks that they let you use, a Soul Time Mutate deck and a Boros Cycling deck. You'll have them for all the same workshop-like. You'll have them for the whole workshop event duration to test them, play them, get to see how it is. It's one of those things for newer players to try and get into the game or for you to test out different decks that you're not, uh, you don't have all the cards for. This way is a way for you to test them out. Closing out the news quickies, there's going to be some missing cards from collector boosters. Mm-hmm. Oh man, another hit on our beloved collector boosters. Japanese exclusives not included in the European and French collector boosters. So it's not going to be hitting us. Uh, there's uh, a mistake that was discovered only recently about this, and they were not able to reprint the products uh, properly to get them. So the first wave is not going to be having those. Man, how is this not going to be hitting us? It's European. English and French. Yeah. English. EN is not European. EU is Europe. Doesn't matter. Europe would be getting English anyway. Matt. Inform the fans correctly. English collector boosters. Don't you have it pulled up? I did have it pulled up. It says English on there, not European. It says E-N, and that was my bad. (laughs) Moving on to the news. Channel Fireball is starting a paid subscription service called CFB Pro. There's going to be a couple models for this where you give $5 a month you get access to their pro content that they're going to be having articles and stuff for, including Louis Scott Vargas's uh, set review of all cards for standard and limited pro deck techs from the whole CFB crew. Uh, don't worry, though. There will still be con- uh, free content for people to be reading. It's just not those in-depth deck techs and set reviews that are going to be free. So they're following in Star City's footsteps. Yes, but... I don't know. Actually, know how Star Star City Premium works, but with uh, CFB Pro right now, if you do the ten dollar, which is the second option, the ten dollar a month, you get ten dollars of in store credit as well. Yeah, you, you get um, like discounts and stuff, membership pricing with the Star City Premium. So yeah, it's probably going to be the about the same type, sort of deal. Hey, it's down just the road. it's just a way for the pros to get some a little extra money yep. right now because they're all they're all basically jobless because they're not doing any tournaments because obviously there are no tournaments because of this Corona shit. Yep. Uh, so Gotta the, love the Rona. With that $10 credit, it does roll over. Fun fact. So you can be saving it up each month and stuff and then just splurge it all out. There's also a $100 a year subscription. You still get the $10 store credit. You pay it all, all up front. You save yourself some money instead of 120. Yeah, you you get you save you, you get you save 20 bucks and you get $120 of credit. Yep. 
So essentially it pays for itself. Plus, you get 35% store credit buy list bonus and 5% buy back on all cash orders. The last two are for any of the the uh, plans. Nice. And you'll also get access to the Channel Fireball Discord. That is true. Which includes pro Q&As, live podcasts, and more. Next bit of news that we're going to talk about is TCG Player unionizing. And what really kicked this back up again into the news is this happened about a month ago. They were going on strike to try and get better uh, better compensation for the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, increased wages because their work is very strenuous trying to fulfill orders and stuff on a timely manner. Yep. So it was kind of in a in a bit of a limbo for a while. It was until last week when tweeted by Bernie Sanders that he stands by TCG Player Warehouse trying to unionize. And it brought it back up into everyone's view here. So we'll kind of cover it here a little bit. Bernie probably plays Yu-Gi-Oh. What? That was uncalled for. Why do you say that? Because nothing like playing a blue-eyes white dragon and saying, feel the burn. Why don't I just play Torbra and feel the burn? No, because that's not as fun. I just walk. Yeah, it is. It's love, it's, I love when I play the one-drop shock for 14 damage. No, no, that's not the same. But it is. It's not the same. Yu-Gi-Oh is way cooler. Don't don't kid yourself. Why are you here? <laughs> all, the, all the cool kids play Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, one of the things that sparked this off was the doubling of the health care uh, that was getting paid, that they had to pay. Uh, Richard Valio is the guy that organized this whole thing from the beginning, and after after the spark off of the healthcare, where they had to pay double, uh, uh, double their healthcare in a month, uh, it sparked this whole. We need to unionize because they're paying way too much for this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they got hired on, one of the things is uh, they were told that TCG Player is was a company that truly cared about its workers and offered great benefits and a supportive, nurturing community. And then with all this, they feel like they got kind of shafted. And from there, they went on strike and have made some actual progress in this. Their minimum wage had went up at now seventeen fifty, from $15. No, minimum wage is $15. They're just now at seventeen fifty. Yeah. They got a two and a half dollar raise. Yep. Nice. Because yeah, minimum wage in New York City is fifteen dollars. Oh, or New York yeah. is fifteen dollars. Yep. Is it? I did not know that. Yep. That that they're the first place because their cost of living is through the freaking roof. Yeah, they're are they first or are they second to Los Angeles? Because I know Los I Angeles know they're really like high. Los Angeles one bedroom like not even one bedroom, just a studio apartment's two thousand dollars mm-hmm. a month. It's ridiculous. So but either way, it was they got the two and a half dollar raise, but they're still paying two hundred and sixty dollars a month for healthcare. Yeah, that's just that's ridiculous. Mind you, I pay five or four fifty for my family. Yeah, and I'm union, so health insurance is a big thing, especially right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep, they get you on necessity. Mm-hmm. TCG player went on the record uh, talking about their benefits program, uh, which are going to be effective on the first day of employment, is a demonstration of their commitment to the health and well-being of all their employees. There's going to be a comprehensive health care coverage with the majority of the premium paid by TCG player, HSA, HSA partially funded by the company as well, 100% company paid dental insurance, up to 18 weeks paid parental leave. That, that is that is awesome. That is good. I'd love that. Unlimited paid time off, 100% company paid family leave, short-term disability insurance. Wow, 401k with company contributions up to 4% of the salary. That ain't bad. That is not bad at all. Little side note for all you guys, if you have a chance to do a 401k, do it. Yes, I probably just want to start. It, I probably just want to start it right now. Yeah, if you do, if, if, <laughs> I wouldn't start it right now, if, but if you're able to do it, if you need your money for staying alive, please stay alive. Please stay alive. We want you to keep listening to this podcast. No, put it all in the four hundred one k. Don't listen to them. 
you can't take it with you. As as JB tells them, the economy crashes, they lose all their money, and they come after JB. Mad, angry mob. Coming for Boggles. Yes. He doesn't like I'm burning. Sl- I'm slippery, though, so. He doesn't like to burn. They can't catch me. See how hexproof you are now with torches and pitchforks. They're also giving TCG player stock options for all their employees life insurance, and access to internal internships that provide lifelong career paths. So what I don't understand is through this list, like, there's a great list. What I don't understand is, how can you have unlimited paid time off? No cap on PTO. Yeah, uh, if I understand how some, like, PTO and stuff, uh, you gain gain a certain amount of PTO in a week, and I think what they mean is, like, there's no cap on what you can earn in a week for your time off that then accrues up. It doesn't go into detail on the whole PTO. So so you work there for a few years or for a long time, and you you never take a day off. You have so much accrued that you take a year off of paid. Well, we don't know if that doesn't roll over. It doesn't specify that because, you know, a lot a lot of companies, they, they don't roll over their PTO. I know my job, we don't roll over our PTO, but they will cut you a check for any unused PTO. Yeah. Well, well see, mine, now you got to use it or lose it. We don't get checks cut. It's you use it or lose it rough. at the end of the year. Well, yep. I think I think a lot of companies are getting away from the whole use it or lose it because they lose employees because of that. Like, my job... You you have so much, and then you can carry over so much. I think you carry over forty hours every year. Hell, I don't even get that. If if I had to guess on this whole unlimited PTO, it's like you can earn unlimited PTO throughout the week because how how things are structured that way. I suppose over yeah. I think my yeah. I know people who worked at a com a, a company that were their overtime hours. Would they would gain PTL for every hour of overtime? Yep. I imagine like before there would be a cap at that because you know a company the company probably felt that they could only do that for X amount of time per employee. Yeah. But now they just kind of remove that. My big question is though, if this is what it's if this is everything that they're doing now, what was it like before? I know 401k is not always a whole, uh, not everything that a company gives as an option, or parental uh, parental leave. That right there is up to eighteen yeah, weeks. That's yeah. huge. That is like four and a half months. What? What's a? Trust me, as a guy, Mrs. JB going on for her paid. She just went back to work today. Yeah, how long was she off though? That was eight weeks. Eight weeks, not eighteen. Yeah, eight weeks. That was with being cut open. Yeah. 18. That is really good that they're giving they're giving the parents that much time you to know what I got? bond with their kid. Zero. I got a week that was unpaid because I didn't have PTO to cover it. Oof. Yeah. Sounds like you need a different company to work for. Go work at TCG Player. I know, right? <laughs> just, got moved hey. just got moved to New York. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll do it remotely. <laughs> I don't think that works. They want their cards. I can be a, a hub to the Midwest. Ooh, there we go. All all Midwest transactions go through JB. Just just there make you your kids sleep in one room and just have the other room for just warehouse. Just an office. There you go. I do have bunk beds. That is true. Not that I've slept in them, but anyway. What's the next topic, Mac? Well, I was just going to say the, the fact that still they uh, all these benefits are a thing that are now becoming light. It's like Interesting that all these things are what they're now getting. I'm really curious what it, what they were before. But so this this is just what unions can do for you as an employee. Mm-hmm. Don't get fucked by your employer because they're too stingy to give you benefits that you deserve. Yep. Because they will use and abuse you until you either leave and they have no employees or you stand up for yourself and make them pay you what you deserved. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting us to get this down and dreary. Oh, we're I'm having problems with our my boss and or my yeah company and our union. So I understand this. So man, I'm yeah. s- I'm so lucky that like my boss legit cares about us. Like we got all this stuff without a union. Yep. <laughs> well, no 401k, but 
I got you don't it. have a 401k? Nope. I got to do a Roth IRA, man. Oof. That's rough. Need to do it, though. I have a pension at mine. Yeah, we have a pension because we're a union, but we also have the ability of doing a 401k. Don't get those options, unfortunately. I tried talking to I tried talking to my boss about that at one point. I'm like, "Is that a thing we can do?" And then they're like, eh. and "I'm like, uh, well, I can't really complain with all the other benefits that I'm getting from the job." Yeah, man. Yeah, we're gonna jump into the finance section now. Hold on, hold on, wait for it, wait for it. Cha-ching. Yeah, <laughs> it's been added again. Soundbite has just been added. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Cha-ching. Man has toys. I'm enjoying this a lot. For weekly finance, for our uh, weekly finance, we go off of mtgstocks.com. They are an amazing source for all finances of magic cards. That they are. They give you a nice little graph showing the fluctuation of price of the card mm-hmm. uh, from back in 2013 to, to now. They show high, mid, lows, all-time highs, all-time lows. They show the price for foils, for uh, the non-foils, all the different printings of it. It's a really, really great tool to try and see how cards are moving in price. Matt, you also forgot they also show you the different companies that are selling them like card kingdom tcg player miniature market and card market good call Dan. all different prices yeah you can shop around on one site who doesn't like that they put up this amazing article mtg stocks does once a week on friday called weekly winner and what they do is they talk about three to four cards that have seen significant increase in price and they dive a little bit on each card and why and then they also have the cheap pickups, uh, three or four cards that they think you should be getting ready to pick up now or uh, get ready to pick up now or actually pick up now. To start off with the weekly winners, we have a card that got affected from the command zone effect, Cephalid Constable. Cephalid Constable is a blue, blue one, one, one Cephalid wizard printed from 10th edition. When Cephalid Constable deals combat damage to a player, return up to that many target permanents that player controls to their owner's hand. That is brutal. It is. Are they flashing it in? No, they're not flashing it in. What they're doing is they're mutating it, though. And they're using Otrimi, the ever-playful, the new mutate commander. I was was trying to make a a joke because the command zone and... Flash got banned. You don't need and to, Commander. You don't need to try and explain your jokes, man. Well, you didn't get it, so I just tried to go buy it. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! He saw it coming and swerved. Swerved. Swerved hard. So the command zone has their once a month show called Game Nights, and they have four people play Commander, and they showcase a bunch of underused underused cards and stuff like that and this was one of the cards that got shown on there from the otrimi deck because this card was like sitting at a buck before and i should i guess i should say it is now 19 dollars 37 seeing a 1645 percent increase yeah that's a lot yeah a lot for this one card what's it at currently right now yeah, it's uh, dipping down in price again. And so was it around like nine bucks? Yep, nine bucks. Uh, I guess this is also a good point to point uh, a good spot to point out. The weekly winners article comes out on Friday. We record Monday. Things may have and currently have changed, and we will tell you about them as we talk about it. But yeah, the whole thing that this is now up in price is because getting talked about on the command zone command zone definitely has an effect where they talk about super underplayed cards uh, for really cheap and then they spike up in price because uh dealers and stuff online see it getting talked about it's like well i can profit off of this a little more because there's more site or more traffic coming to this specific card kind of crummy how the world works yep it's just like with saffron olive yep saffron olive he talks about a card same kind of thing goes on 
there was an art there was a, a weekly winner a while back i think in january we talked about it it was a green card carpet of something cannot remember but it was on it was on game nights it was a 50 cent card jumped up to like 15 dollars. it's a thing that will happen from now for eternity with game nights but as always they will kind of go back down in price next up on the weekly winners this is actually one i saw before it got printed in the article here that it got written up in the article make us of the moon and i'm like this card is going up in price what for and it's actually getting talked about right now. So, number two, Megas of the Moon is now sitting at $22.97. Seeing a 135% increase. That's the future site printing, too. Yep, the future site printing. This had a couple printings. Only one, actually. Uh, Iconic Masters is the only other printing. This card is actually moving up in price a little more. Uh, as of today, the average price is $28.48. Uh, Iconic Masters is for 20 bucks if you want to get that cheaper. But the main reason that this is going up in price is the whole Ponza-style decks are picking up popularity on online. And one of the big reasons is with the printing of Clothies, God of Destiny. Before we read Clothies, let me read Magus of the Moon. Uh, I'm jumping everywhere today. God, Matt. Get, what the get hell? Straight. Magus of the Moon is red 2 for a 2-2 two -two human wizard. It reads, non-basic lands are mountains. It's a blood moon, but creature. Yeah. So, Clothies, God of Destiny, is a green, red, 1, 4, 5 legendary enchantment creature god indestructible. As long as your devotion to red and green is less than 7, Clothies isn't a creature. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a land card, add red or green. Otherwise, you gain two life and Clothie deals two damage to each opponent. So this is a way to be making a way to be making more mana uh, when you drop a Magus of the Moon from making all land mountains as a way to get your green mana. And these Ponza style decks are all about land destruction. And just making making your opponents hurt for having non-basic lands. They have a list here where they have uh, four Magus of the Moons. This is for Modern, by the way. They got the four Magus of the Moons, three Clothies, and one of the things that make this really important is Pillage and Utopia Sprawl are two cards that really make this a Ponza deck. And Pillage is a red-red one sorcery. Destroy a target artifact or land. It can't be regenerated. Utopia Sprawl is a green enchantment aura. Enchant a forest. As Utopia Sprawl comes into play, choose a color. Whenever Enchanted Forest is tapped for mana, its controller adds one mana of the chosen color to his or her mana pool. So this is moving up in price because of Ponza. And then the final one on our weekly winners is Force of Will, especially uh, the Eternal Masters edition. This one has seen a 5% increase, sitting at $105.28. And what makes this kind of important is this card is moving back up over $100. Before it was sitting at like 70 I think the Alliance printing is still in that $90 range now. Alliance is still in that $90 range, almost at 100 As of today, Force of Will, Eternal Masters is at 110 One of the things that they bring up in the article of why this is kind of important to note is because of uh, COVID-19 and these long-staying staples of Eternal formats holding a price. So when we see staple cards for Commander Legacy, Vintage, making increases during this time, it's something to keep an eye out on. Yeah. But from there, we have our cheap pickups. Okay, so first up on the cheap pickups list, we have Leyline of the Void. Coming at $9.59, record low, and starting to go up. So if you're looking to get into them cheap, get them now while you can. Modern decks love this card as a form of grave hate. The fact that this card at one point was, uh, what, an $80 card? The M21 was $20, $20 card. The 
M11 one had an all-time high of $70. So picking this up at 10 hoping it'll go up more than that, it's definitely worth it, I'd say. Like, if you buy them at 10 and get it for 20 like, you're, you're at least doubling your money. Or you just have a playset of a good card. Exactly. So next up, we have Thran Dynamo coming at $5.43. Record low and going down. This is from the Vault version. Relics. Okay, so that's what that symbol is. I was like, what's V13? Oh, uh, from the Vault 20. It's their 20th collection. Commander Staple, very, very nice way to be blinging out your Commander deck because it's a, it's a nice foil with very vibrant blues. All right, and then last but not least, we have uh, Ancestral Vision coming at $5.18, record low and going down. And it looks like it's the Iconic Masters printing. Yep, you can be finding these uh, still pretty cheap. Pick them up. I like this as a card because it's a one mana draw three cards. Yeah, it looks like they're two ninety nine on Card Kingdom. Ooh, get them around that three bucks. Not a bad go. deal. Exactly. Who doesn't love drawing a lot of cards? And with that, that closes out our finance section. For any cards that you want to be picking up at a lower price, might we recommend going to tcgsniper.com and submit a card into their program uh, where you can then put a price what you want that card at and you will get notified when that card drops to that price. Then you can click the link, purchase the card for that cheaper price and be rewarded for waiting. Now we move to the dessert section as we were talking about earlier tech of the week. Man, this is a food-orientated podcast. Who doesn't love food? Yeah. I love food. I love food as well. I love food a lot. We have Deck of the Week, and this one is an interesting deck for sure. Danny? Tzapazat. Take us through this sweet deck. I will not. Matt? But it's your favorite. But it is not. It is mono green with a special red. Or actually a special white. I was going to say, I was like, red? Where do you see red? Foothills. I will not go through this one, Matt. Because this is your deck, not mine. Yes, I slipped in my own deck into deck of the week. <gasps> How dare. How dare I. We might make a thing where if you guys want, you can submit your decks and we will talk about them in deck of the week. <laughs> this is a good way to open it up. Look at that. There it is. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even see it was your deck, but it is your deck. <laughs> <laughs> it, is. it is. This deck was submitted by me. <laughs> Sinister on Architect. I have always had an affinity for Infect since I first started the game because Infect was the first deck that I had. Broken. <laughs> and so now I have made it an Infect deck in Modern that is a little off the norm for a normal Infect deck. So Infect deck has Glistener Elf, Noble Hierarchs as way as like the core pa- uh, part of the core package, creature package. And then if you go in blue, they typically recommend Blight and Agent. But I'm going green-white. So I'm keeping uh, green and having a Blighted Mamba as my other infect creature in here. Blighted Mamba is a green 1-1-1 snake creature with infect that has regenerate for green and a 1. So like all infect decks, they have the pump spells in there with Modern Horizons printing Scale Up, which is a single green sorcery. Until end of turn, target creature you control becomes a green worm with base power and toughness 6-4. Gives you also in here the core package of Blossoming Defense, which is green instant. Target creature you control gets plus 2, plus 2, and gains hexproof till end of turn. Uh, Vines of Vastwood gives hexproof, pumps it up if you kick it. Mutagenic Growth is a Phyrexian green. Give plus 2, plus 2, instant speed. Groundswell, which is green instant, give plus two, unless a land enter the battlefield, then it's plus four. And now the blue versions have a card called Distortion Strike, which makes a card unblockable. But for me, going into going in the direction of white, I went with the new card from Aquaria called Fight as One, which is white instant. Choose one or both. Target human creature you control gets plus one, plus one, and gains indestructible till end of turn. And target non-human creature you control gets plus one, plus one, and gains indestructible till end of turn. 
And what makes me like this card a heck of a lot is that it protects both your pieces out on the board. Typically, you're going to have a Noble Hierarch, which is a human, and you're going to have a Glycerin Elf, which is a non-human, or a Blighted Mamba, which is a non-human. So it pumps them and saves them from a Wrath. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't hit them from, save them from Exile, but Fatal Push, uh, Lightning Bolt, protects them this way, instead of having to pump them up uh, for a Lightning Bolt. Like, a push just wrecks you, but Fight as one kind of s- definitely saves you in there. Uh, this deck can also like flex over uh, a slight maybe board was po- uh, po- uh, posted in here of going a little more heavy into white, having cards like Sentinel's Eyes, Hyena Umbra, along with Karametra's Blessing, which also gives Indestructible and Hexproof for one, but the creature has to be enchanted. Hence the Sentinel's Eyes and the Hyena Umbra. Don't forget the Rancor. And Rancor, another classic in Infect. But I've definitely uh, I've put a put a couple games under my belt with this. I've definitely enjoyed it a lot. Uh, JB, yes. No comment. Playing, it's, playing it's, against it. It's really gross. It's it's not fun. Is no, this the deck you played last night? Yep. Yeah, I thought you were playing blue last night. Yeah. Uh, after that is when I uh, is shifting away from blue. Ah. Okay. And that's another thing with. Uh, fight as one giving you another option for indestructible or another hexproof option for burn because infect has a notoriously bad matchup for burn so hate it <laughs> you know i was looking at this and you honestly could run Alluris as a companion have you thought about that yeah it's been thought it's been thought about uh as an option the new card uh Luris, which is the uh orzov hybrid one three two lifelink kitty with companion where your permits in your deck have cmc gotta have a total cmc two or less and you may cast a permanent from your graveyard with cmc two or less once per turn yep it's a good way to make sure that you get your keep your key pieces out for sure and it's something that's very interesting to me and another reason to go into white i feel white gives you a good swath of uh, stability in infect to keep you around a lot longer as compared to blue where yeah the blue typically had spell pierces as as, as a way but a fight is one to keep your creature out is a little better in my opinion but more play testing on this deck and we'll see how it goes yeah it was uh pretty bad last night yeah it was pretty brutal even though i did beat you both times, but it was to that first game. I was like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" <laughs> I I almost scooped, but I didn't. I gave uh, gave uh, JB and his boggles a good old run around. Yeah, it was a hell of a drag race. It was so good. I like this deck. If you like going fast and beating wholesale ass, please links in the description below for this deck. Uh, it doesn't have to be. The expensive price tag that I currently have on there right now, the only thing that's making it expensive is the fetch lands and the Noble High Arcs. Yeah. Noble, the Noble High Arc, that's uh, an expensive card. It's uh, $120 for the playset right yeah. now. They're, $25.99 on Card Kingdom. Yeah, it's stupid. For $25.99, I might actually have to pick them up. TCG, I saw a couple on TCG players selling for, I think it was like $27. So. Uh, $26.16 so there. All right, moving down. I'm getting ready to jump on this. TZG Sniper is perfect for a situation like this. It is. There you go. Price is moving down for all this. But yeah, uh, swap out the Noble Hierarchs. It's going to be unfortunate to lose the Exalted on it because Noble Hierarch is a green human druid 01 that taps to add green, white, or blue to your mana pool and has Exalted. Exalted is an ability that reads whenever a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus one, plus one until the end of turn. And really at that point, yeah, it's really for the exalted trigger that you're looking for this thing. The the adding mana is definitely definitely a bonus, and having that you can definitely swap out a land of war elf or elfish mystic in place of it until you get there, and that cuts off a hundred bucks. The fetch lands together would cut off a hundred bucks too if you just swap them out with four. So that's two hundred dollars shaved off this deck, and you have yourself a deck for just over a hundred bucks. But that exalted though. It is. It, it is. It is worth the twenty five dollars, especially if you're playing Infect, which 
you all know I absolutely despise because it is a broken ability. But if I were to play it, this card would be a staple in infect. Just do the fact that okay, well, all your infects are usually one ones, so you're gonna want them to give them two twos, and then one of our attacks alone just gets one one till end turn. Well, it is text is a two two, so you're dealing with five five turns until it wins. Right. The exalted super important, and it's just a good card to have as well. Yeah, you got you got the extra hundred bucks for the playset. Man, we're telling you guys to spend a lot of money. It's this, but this but week. here's the thing though: if if you have that's only if you have one of those out, you can have all four out. Okay, you have one that swing for five. You know, we may be telling people to spend money, but we did just get stimulus checks. It's true. There is a good uh, little side note, a little good replacement staying in white. Uh, a Crosin Squire is a one-drop, one-one human soldier with Exalted. This card is El Chipo. It is a 20-cent card. And it's a one-drop, one-one Exalted. And all you want is the Exalted, really, so here we go. Here, Here's the cheap uh, the cheap one to be sw- swapping in for Noble Hierarch. Or you could just play Boggles. <laughs> or yeah. you can just play Burn for under $100. Look at all of us having our aggro decks of choice. Very diverse group here. <laughs> well, I can tell you the burn is better than in fact. We'll see about that. As soon as I get those, fight as one. Yeah, yeah. But from there, y'all have anything else you want to say? Stay safe. Keep listening. Come back next week. And that was our episode. Hit that outro. So make sure to follow us on all of the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at, what, 5 a.m.? I have it going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on where work schedule. No, no, no! Not when we're going. Not when they're going to bed, because then we yeah, could be we the la- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep, or we put them to sleep because we're boring. Yeah, we don't one want of the that. way. Either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Event results. There are no events. We ain't got shit.